mission is to destroy every trace of something known only as Project Starfish. Any questions? Starfish is a slang term for a butthole. Think there's any connection? No. <laughs> Welcome uh, to another episode of 502 Reviews. I am uh, Dr. Good Shag, and I'm here with the co-host Hoodie Craig. It's been a minute since Pretty I've been on. A, yeah, you've you've been staying consistent with uh, with Chronicles with uh, with Hubstro, and that's great. Yeah, I'm glad y'all are still staying on that like weekly. But I haven't talked about a movie since like April or May, something like that. And I think the last thing we talked about on here was Falcon Winter Soldier, like episode two. Yeah, we didn't even finish the season of Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, but, you know. It's all hey, good. We, well, we're here now to uh, talk about another superhero film or a supervillain film, uh, the long-awaited Suicide Squad 2021, directed and written by James Gunn, which is, uh, it's been out for a month now. We're We're behind on talking about it, but... We, uh, we just got so sidetracked with other shit going on that we just decided, fuck it, let's just give it a month to sit in and talk about it once it's taken off of HBO Max. Because as we all know, it's been on HBO Max simultaneously with a the theatrical release, and after a month, it's gone. Craig, how many times have you seen this film? Uh, it's been roughly, i say six or seven times. Hasn't it been very nice to just have it there on your your tv like hasn't there oh, yeah. been a, a wonderful feeling so it doesn't get shit on your tv but like something you've genuinely been really excited for and you're just able to just throw it on your tv for a month oh it, dude it was nice because i remember i watched it thursday night after work one time after a shitty day at work you come mm-hmm. home and somebody was like suicide squad's already on hbo max i was like oh word cool put it on watched it thursday i watched it again friday because I, movies is kind of like uh, kind of like music. You can't talk about them too fast because right. you kind of like miss shit. You got to let shit sink in. Got to let it sit in. Yeah, absolutely. The more and more I watched this film, the more and more I liked it. Because like the first time I thought it was good, but then the second time I was like, holy shit, this, yeah. this film's amazing. You know, James Gunn's a fucking... Sorry, I'm trying I'm try not to cuss y'all. But James Gunn is like a brilliant brilliant when it comes to this film man i to me it's his best film as a as a comic book in a comic book room thing you could just tell that he had complete freedom wb finally corrected some mistakes they've made in the past with as far directors. as uh control stepping, over yeah their, yeah stepping on director's toes and you know taking away their vision I mean, say say what you want about the the first the original Suicide Squad, what 2016, David 2016, Ayers. 2016, yep. I'm not I'm not saying his cut would be any better than what was released, but I'm I also don't think it's fair to him as a creative to oh, no. oh. have the studio step in and chop your movie up like that. You know, we deserve to see his movie. You know what I'm saying? Same yeah. with Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, on uh past episodes of a lot of different uh 502 series we've we've been very open about how uh, important it is for a creator to have their vision you know uh executed how they you know desire it to be uh and just how fucked up it is for a studio to come in and think that they know like what what people want when they have a track record of not knowing what people want and when director's cuts are typically the better cuts of the film now some movies get trimmed down for a reason, but when you uh, when you change the entire tone and when you have to recut scenes and therefore making like previous scenes that were shot like make no sense, I mean, the 2016 Suicide Squad had like all of those sins as a film. Yeah. I do not like that movie at all, but I would be more than willing to give David Ayer's uh, cut a chance if it came out. But that's another story for another day. Right, right, right. Today we're here to talk about what actually did come out, what actually was delivered, and what blew, I think, everybody's fucking mind. Like, I don't, I haven't heard anybody say that they dislike this movie, like, out of the people I've spoken to. Like, even people that aren't big into comic book movies. And I think that's because James Gunn has such a a way with 
it, it really is down to his uh, his writing. Like his directing is great. It's bombastic. It's fun to look at. But like his writing, he really knows how to make you connect with characters who are even scumbags at times. It was the same thing with Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. You're relating yeah. to a fucking raccoon in a tree. In this film, <laughs> you're able to relate to a fucking shark and uh, a polka dot man who, you know, <laughs> he sees his fucking mom everywhere. Uh, well, even if you great. don't relate, you 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 just you know you connect with them and you care about them. Like you genuinely give a fuck about all these characters. And um, with with this film, he had full creative control to kill off whoever he wanted, go whatever route he wanted with the story. And man, he he, he sure did that. All right, he <laughs> facts facts. There there's two characters in this film that I did not think i would care or give two two shits about is mm-hmm. rat catcher 2 and polka dot man yeah uh i mean all in all rat catcher 2 is the the heart and soul of the movie in my opinion yes she was you know Absolutely. uh the the actress who then danella i i forget the last name but she did a magnificent job in that role and bringing that character to life like who in the hell thought being being the rat catcher that anybody would be like, all right, man, she's she's gonna die for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because she ain't nobody, but she ends up the one that saves the day. You know. Uh, that and- actress's name is Daniela Daniela Melkor. I, I don't even know how to pronounce that. We apologize, yeah. but man, she she really did a fucking great job. He and- did, man. All the actors in it. Uh, did a great job too. But uh, did, did you her, notice that her dad was uh, Taika Waititi? Yeah, and I thought that was a brilliant <laughs> way to use him in in this film because he kept saying he's in the film, he's in the film. Everybody's like, where, where? Then the movie I didn't notice him finally at first. comes out. Like when it was first showing him on the streets, I'm like, that guy looks familiar. But uh, <laughs> at the end, when he's up on a up on the tower, yeah. I was like, oh okay, that's that's him. Oh, dude. And then I thought it was I thought it was just crazy, crazy good how. He, uh, James Gunn, when she was telling the story about the dad, how he had it on the bus window, reflecting what she was saying, like how they was going through the nights and he was teaching her this and that. And it was playing in the background of the, on the window, on the reflection of the bus, man. I thought that was, uh, thought that was really dope. And it, it told the story without having to really waste any screen time on giving her origin story. You know, it did it, knocked it out real quick. But not, uh, but uh, but yeah, man, I knew I was gonna love King Shark because King Shark's the man. Uh, I'm glad they did him more justice in this film than they did Killer Croc in the last film, but that's another story for another day, too. Yeah, you uh, uh you would you would think that Sylvester Stallone didn't really have much to work with, but he really did. He uh, a, a surprisingly large amount, and um, I, th- I think he's like the fan favorite, honestly. Like, everybody walks away from this movie loving King Shark. How do you pronounce oh, yeah. his name? Nananway. Nananway. Yeah, man, he uh, he's great. He, uh, of course, Sylvester Stallone. Just his the the one liners, man, were fucking brilliant. Like uh, speak, speaking of the bus, whenever he's looking out the window, just at people connecting and just not being able to relate to it. Like you can just, you can just read so much emotion through this fucking CGI shark's face. Oh no! Like it's insane. It, what the fuck? It was, brilliant. it was brilliant, man. It was brilliant. Uh, but I mean, I I thought all characters had their chance to shine. You know, uh, Peacemaker and Bloodsport, which is John Cena and Idris Elba by now. Y'all y'all know that. Yeah. Uh, uh, those two, their chemistry on screen together was amazing. Their little, I guess we'll call it a kill off in the in the uh, Rebel camp was. Probably one of the best scenes in the film. That was funny just as fuck. Trying to outdo each other. Yeah, I, I would say that uh, John Cena kind of ruled the screen. Like, he kind of owned this movie, but really everybody did. And, yeah. you know, that, that yeah. really goes to show, like, what James Gunn is able to do with just the most obscure characters that you've never even heard of. Um, and just kind of turn them into... Man, I I, fuck, I fucking love this movie. I really do. I, uh, I don't. I don't think it's a, a a perfect movie. I don't think it's perfect. It is uh, two hours and ten minutes, and it doesn't feel like two hours and ten minutes. Like it kind of flies by, mm-hmm. but there's some parts of the movie. So so here, here's my thing with with this Suicide Squad is 
in the last Suicide Squad, and I don't mean to go back to the last Suicide Squad again, but it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. In the last Suicide Squad, they introduced so many characters and their introductions were like the first 20 minutes of the movie where you get like, here's this person and, and you get their their name and hobbies or whatever on a fucking title like a, card. And like, that's it. was like it. a video game. This Picking movie. Your character. It, yeah, exactly. This <laughs> This movie is like, okay, cut to the chase. Here's your mission. You got a bomb in your head. Don't fucking die. Bam. <laughs> and you, you, you're, you're in a fucking plane with the, with the first half of the suicide squad. Best scene of the movie. You, Best yeah, scene you, of the movie. You know, these characters so well in the first five minutes and then they're blown the fuck away. Uh, the second set of characters it introduces flashback to the prison a couple days ago, actually taking a little more time because these are the 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 mainstayers, you know. Harley Quinn was part of that first group. Rick Flagg was part of that first group, but you already know them from the last movie. It was a smart decision to separate them. The the yeah. crew that you kind of fly by getting to know, they're part of that crew. But this crew, you get a little bit more time with them. Uh, and, and I feel like every character had plenty of screen time, plenty of quotes, plenty like everybody had a fair share. There there wasn't any character being overshadowed by other characters, which I thought was great. Yeah, but with that being with said, my my only problem with the movie was a couple of of segments like uh like that bus ride uh, where Ratcatcher and Bloodsport are talking, and the whole like ten minute detour where Harley Quinn is uh, with that fucking that uh the the leader the of general the world. yeah 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 and uh, getting hitched Lord. to him and this and that like you're kind of breaking away from like this really fast paced plot. But in exchange, you're getting that character development that you desired so much from the last movie. So, like, while it is a complaint as far as, like, okay, like, the pacing went from, like, breakneck speed to kind of, like, slowing down a little bit and then having to go back to it. Yeah. I can't complain about it either at the same time because it's doing what the film needs to do to make you care about these characters further. I get what, you, I get what you're saying. So, like, really, like, I can't say that I really have any complaints about this movie. Like, it's... It's it's fucking awesome, and I I don't know about you, but I I think this is uh, the best DC movie by far, and I really hope that future uh, filmmakers don't really like uh, not necessarily like take notes from James Gunn because I don't want like every movie from here on out to feel like this movie and have the same tone. No, no, no. Well, well, well less less the filmmakers taking notes and more Warner Brothers taking notes and realizing, look, if we you know hire the right man or woman for the job and they get this shit done right. We bingo. should put more trust into them. Yeah, bingo, bingo. Because these these filmmakers and writers and shit, like they know what the fans want more than the fucking studios do. That have that don't what, know shit about shit. I'm sorry. What, no, you're good. You're good. What makes James Gunn so great is like he he would he would tell you how much he appreciated the Suicide Squad, the John Ostrander run that inspired this film yeah, so these much were from growing like the 70s or so right yeah like they're, they're like, from a long time ago and then all these obscure characters i mean james gunn is like one of the only people i think that could take fucking i mean what d list characters in comic books f list bro f list like, <laughs> dot, man. and actually make a good film about it i mean because nobody yeah. knew who guardians was you know before marvel and the movie come out and james gunn like you said made you care and relate to these people now you got fucking guardians of the galaxy games coming out like that yep. shit would not you have know. happened if it wasn't for james gunn stepping no. in or you know i agree i agree with you uh and also back to your back to your thing uh i know you said like it got really slow or whatnot but yeah that that moment with harley and general luna or i think that was his name luna was such a pivotal, like you said, character building moment for yeah. Harley. You oh, know? Yeah, so, absolutely. But, you know, so I thought I thought it was, I mean, I agree with you 100% that it was slow but needed. And then she shoots him and all right, we're right back to the show. Just the idea so, of like in general of, okay, yeah, it's a break from the action. But just the idea of a little slight detour for Harley Quinn to meet, fall in love with, and get engaged to a foreign leader and then fucking assassinate him like immediately after right is hilarious to me like that's and th and that was the catalyst for the rest of the movie like the rest of the shit that they had to deal with because once that guy was dead 
Man, we really should have put like a spoiler warning, but if you haven't seen this movie no, at this fuck point, that. Then, if you ain't seen it yet, come on, then, come on. Yeah, you're you're slacking. Uh, but yeah, man. I also another thing I did enjoy about this movie is that um, even with because Harley's like the only A list character in the film, mm-hmm. even with her being there, James Gunn didn't necessarily center the film around her. Like right, you, right. You got you got enough Harley as you needed. But the other characters got the shine. And when Harley was on the film or on the screen, she got her shine in too. I would and, love to see like a uh, like a full counter, like someone who went in and like took notes of exactly how much screen time each character got. Because I don't think that it would be, you know, far apart aside from the ones that like die sooner than others. Like, yeah, but if it you really that, was extremely if, balanced out. Yeah, if you take that main team, discount those. Excuse me, you know, King Shark, Ratcatch, all of them. Um, but yeah, man, I thought he did a really good job of, of doing that and separating that. Um, even just like uh, the the thinker for the little bit amount that he was on the screen, you could tell like, oh, dude, this dude's bad. He's a bad fucking guy. Yeah. And I thought that dude played that role well. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, you know, I thought the... Uh, I I don't know, man. I just thought this movie was so fucking great. I'm. It's probably my favorite DC film too, uh, especially if we're going like recent. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess quote unquote starting with uh, Man of Steel. So, like from that era going forward. But the uh, the movie also had a lot of subtext too, um, as far as like how America and. Uh, our, our military force will deal with like foreign operations and um it was more than just like the rebels being like oh you you americans just come in and fuck shit up like uh that conflict between peacemaker and rick flag once they find out like exactly what's going on and that america has had a hand in like the giant fucking space starfish <laughs> uh yeah I wasn't expecting a giant starfish uh, as the main villain. And that was after I saw the trailer with the giant starfish. Like that was fucking, that was terrifying. It was funny to see. And uh, he pulled it off. Yeah, he pulled it off. It was really fucking scary, but, uh, but no, but I don't even, but I, the, I think the thinker was the main, main bad guy in this. I think star was just, yeah. P- Peter Capaldi did a, a good job playing the thinker, but um, I had just recently started watching a, 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 sh- a series with him uh, where he's just cussing people the fuck out and just saying the funniest insults I've ever heard. So I was expecting that character in this movie when he popped in and, and it wasn't necessarily that. So at first I was like, Oh man, like I wish he'd cuss more people out, but yeah. no, he, he, he did do a good job. He, he, uh, everybody did great in this movie. Um, especially a list villain weasel. Weasel is my favorite <laughs> character in the film. Weasel is my spirit animal. And when he flops into the fucking water and is wailing and screaming <laughs> as he drowns, I, I, I think that was my favorite part. Like I, I could not fucking breathe. I was laughing so hard while the rest of the theater was just kind of like, what the fuck movie is this? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, man. All right. So that brings me to uh, what, what did you think of the humor in the film, in the film? That, that's the That's been the biggest complaint I've seen is some of the humor didn't land with the jokes and uh, stuff I'd... like that. To me, I thought that was pretty. I, it landed for me for the most part. I thought shit was pretty funny. I'm curious to to know. Yeah, I've heard the same thing from critics as far as some of the humor not landing, but I'm I'm curious to know like what exactly didn't land. While I didn't think that this movie was as funny as like either one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, I thought that no. what comedy was there like really fucking delivered, and it was just like really dark and sick and fucked up. Maybe that's why it didn't land for some people, or maybe because like you have a really dark, sick, fucked up movie and you're going too much in a comedy direction. Maybe that's why it didn't land with them. I'm not sure, but I thought everything landed great. And uh, John Cena, I, th- I think John Cena was probably the funniest character. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited for his series next year. He, uh, I think this film made a lot of people feel that way, when me included. Yeah. Um, it, it was funny though. I saw uh, two John Cena villain movies back to back, like about a week apart. 
uh, Fast Nine, and then this. I will say he definitely did better in this than Fast Nine, <laughs> <laughs> and he had about two hours more of screen time, which was which was nice. Uh, I, I think John Cena is a good actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah, this is the only movie I've ever seen with him. So of course I thought he did. I thought he did good in this film, just mm-hmm. like everybody else. Uh, but yeah, man, it. Um, I will say, I don't think we said this. I'm going to say it when we was talking about Harley. This is Margot Robbie's best rendition of Harley Quinn through three films. Yeah, it it was really cool. Um, I I really did enjoy Birds of Prey, and it really was cool. I I, I didn't think that I'd enjoy that movie at all because I'm like, why the fuck is Harley Quinn getting her own movie? Like this is this is like a fad. Like this is just. They're yeah, trying to make yeah. this a thing, and like it's just yeah. not—it's not going to be a thing because like Harley Quinn is not that interesting of a character without Joker, like that whole uh, dynamic. But uh, between Birds of Prey and the Harley Quinn series uh, on the, the the DC universe, what what did that premiere on originally? I know it's on HBO DC, now. DC Universe. The DC, yeah. I mean, between all that, I think the entire world is kind of collectively coming together and being like, okay, we need to reconsider this whole Harley Quinn thing. She really is a list at this point. And uh, yeah, oh, I I agree. Like Margot Robbie fucking killed it. Um, yeah. God damn, dude. I, uh, I I love everything Margot Robbie's in, but like she really you just tell like she is so into this fucking role and like she has so much fun with this every actor just looks like they're having such a fucking ball with this movie right it's, right it's great like it's it's nice in light of all the uh the shit about dc and like all these rumors about all these actors that are like fucking done with with dc and done with warner brothers and all this shit it's it's really refreshing to see a movie where you can tell every actor is having a fucking blast it's yeah because because that reflects in the movie and it leads to better performances and it leads to better characters when an actor is actually you know excited for the role and having fun with the role because like i know uh they had a suicide squad watch party with james gunn in the cast this past uh monday on like twitter and stuff uh and james gunn said he he wrote the role for uh like polka dot man and when he wrote the line that's it when they was in the briefing room and he was like, I hope, I hope so. When Pokemon man said, I hope so. Oh, about them dying. He said he knew at that instant, he wanted the David, how you say his last name? Uh, Douse Mashin. Douse uh, Mashin. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> bad said, at pronouncing last names today. Forgive us. He said at that moment, he knew he wanted him to play that role. And then he said, uh, he, when he wrote King shark, he wanted Sylvester Stallone to do it the voice, but he tried two other people and it just didn't work. So then he called Sylvester Stallone to do it and then it worked. So I think also when you're writing like with that in your hand, uh, I think that goes a long way too. Like I'm like, all right, I know I want this person to be do, 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 this person. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think that goes a yeah. long way too. And I think for me, if somebody approached me like, hey, I wrote this role with you in mind. Do, do, like, I think as an actor for me, that would go a long way. Be like, oh shit. And I think I'd be be more inclined to, you know. I, I think that goes to show like how how good of a, a director uh, James Gunn is, like not just with what he presents on screen, but just, uh, you know, behind the camera because he he will have actors consistently working with him like throughout his career, like Nathan Fillion, uh, Michael Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker was really fucking good in this, uh, even though he was only in what like the first the first five minutes uh man and, and speaking of michael rooker as a savant that was a great bait and switch i didn't know how long he would last in this movie i i didn't expect him to last uh super long i i because i kind of figured like with the lead up to this movie and everyone teasing like oh you don't know who's gonna die like you don't know like he's gonna kill some people i'm like okay like you're showing michael rooker at the beginning i haven't even seen him in the trailers he's probably gonna die but man like whenever he was swimming away screaming for his life and his fucking head just blew up like that genuinely like really disturbed me to the core and that that image and like that sound like stuck with me for like two weeks after I saw that shit. It was so good, man. And it, and one of the aspects that really like made this feel like a comic booky movie was mm-hmm. when his head exploded, then the blood formed Warner Brothers presents, you know. 
And then throughout the film, like on the toilet, when uh, Idris Elba's cleaned, it's like three days earlier. And how throughout the yeah, film, that was a, that. that was a weird thing. That was like a, I like that. I like like, like that. the start of a new chapter, or like the yeah. the issue of a of a new comic. Uh, right. I thought that made it feel real, like comic booky. Oh yeah, he anyway. he went out of his way to make it very comic booky. There was a lot of of comic booky shots, like shots that like, oh, he just he shot that to. You, you know, some directors, they'd shoot it because it would just look good in the trailer. But when James Gunn shoots shoots a, a shot that would look good in a trailer, he's doing it because he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows that, no, this is what the people came for. Like, this is a superhero shot yeah. of everybody walking through the fog. Like, We didn't get the typical superhero landing. Oh, yeah, we did with Idris Elba when he's sliding down the... The thing we got our that was the coolest fucking superhero landing i've seen in years man that was so uh, goddamn cool i was like yeah. i don't buy this shit for a second and then whenever he finally landed and was face to face with peacemaker i'm like okay that was awesome i'll buy it that's uh, it. <laughs> uh but the shot of the film was the the rick flag peacemaker fight as you're watching through the reflection of peacemaker's helmet oh, and the so way cool. It was just spinning around while they're fighting. I thought the whole and fight was going to be like that because it went on too, for man. like 30 seconds. I was like, yeah, I, I thought that shot was just brilliant. I mean, magnificent. I mean, mm-hmm. the the thought of that was fucking amazing. Yeah, no, he's a he's a creative guy. Uh, James Gunn is. And if you haven't seen I don't I don't know how much of James Gunn shit you've seen, but um, just a comic book shit. Have you have you seen Super with uh what the fuck's that guy's name from The Office, dude? I don't watch The Fucking Office, but it's got the guy from The Office and it's got Elliot Page in it. And they're superheroes, but it's like real world and very fucking brutal and bloody. It's, it's kind of like kick-ass, but it has like a super dark twist to it. Oh, um, really? Yeah, he's just he's just a sick fuck, dude. I love James Gunn. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he does next after Guardians. Like, I've, if he wants to go off and do his own thing and, and get 100% original with you know brand new characters more power to him do that but if he just wants to stick to dc fucking hand him the keys over Zack snyder i don't give a shit man like i i'm i'm glad you brought that up man because i'm all right i think not you're gonna let me hit my tangent i think (laughs) what dc has in the future is i think it's brilliant i think james wan has done a great job with uh walker man i'm looking forward to the second one is he doing the Uh, second one as well yeah uh, David Sandberg's done a great job with Shazam, the first one. I'm is really excited back to about do the second, second one? one. He is. They just wrapped filming up yesterday or the day before. Um, and you have Andy Machete's doing The Flash. So that's gonna be Warner, Warner Brothers. They're getting they're getting different people in here to do different shit, and mm-hmm. it's like they all have a plan. Because James Gunn said it, the Peacemaker show will set up future. DC shit, not even directly to the Suicide Squad. So I'm excited for that. And I think I think James Gunn should be Warner Brothers should hand James Gunn a blank check and like, look, you're DC Kevin Feige. I mean, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Uh you know, so I mean, because he said after Guardians 3, he has no more plans with Marvel in the future, other than the Guardians holiday special, but well, he was he was saying that uh, this is this was his favorite movie to make, and it it really was down to uh, less studio involvement. And as good as those Marvel movies are, I mean, at the end of the day, that's still Disney and uh, Kevin Feige. He, can, he can't. He might be able to do what he wants, but he can't do what he wants. Oh yeah, you know like it, it goes down even to the special effects. Like he he was saying, yeah. like he got to use so many practical effects with this movie. Uh, like when King Shark ripped that dude in half, like that was a CGI King Shark, but that dude getting ripped in half was an actual practical effect. Like he's able right. to do shit like that with with full creative freedom. Um, and and another thing about Marvel, like I you know I've been on here enough and have fucking preached about how much I love all the MCU movies. But um, at the end of the day, like there's there's a formula to a lot of them. But if they keep going down the direction like DC keeps going down the direction of, you know, staying varied and uh, having a variety, like you'll have a dark movie here. You have a light movie here. You have something goofy here. You have something serious here. Like 
even if I don't enjoy the movies from DC overall as much as Marvel, it is nice to have another comic universe with a lot of variety compared to uh, ever feeling like same samey, which is unfortunately how I feel about like some Marvel movies. Yeah, like, you're not wrong. Like Black Widow, I like what w- what was what was new about that film that other M- Marvel movies in the past haven't already accomplished like multiple times. Uh, I. Look, I thought Black I thought Black Widow was a good movie, but it kind of just felt too a little too little too late. It's too safe. Yeah. It's too safe. Um, like studios just need to keep taking risks. Like yeah. mo- movies, movies like this, movies like Logan, movies like Deadpool have proven that like you can get away with an R-rated super now. If you make a superhero movie rated R, that doesn't automatically make it good. That's that's a fucking edgelord way of thinking about it. But when you right. when you are able to go with that R rating because it's the creator going as crazy as they want with it that's that's what makes them stick out to me uh but you don't always have to go full r-rated like shazam was i think a heavy pg-13 like there were some really fucking shocking moments in that movie like when uh with mark strong and the those fucking demon dogs he was like killing his dad or whatever like that was yeah. pretty fucking dark and like if yeah. you would took it a step farther that could have been like an r-rated movie but they you kept know, it like it- hard pg-13 but they let that director do what he wanted which is what uh Birds of Birds of Birds, uh, Birds of Birds should have been a hard PG thirteen. It, I mean, other than the F word here and there, twice I think in Birds of Prey, it didn't need to be rated R. So, you know, but I don't know, dude. Harley Quinn fucking jumping on that dude's knees while his legs were up on that table across from him, like that's another thing that uh, speaking of Michael Rooker getting his head blown, that stuck with me for a while. I was like, God, fucking damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty <laughs> but you know. It, like you said though just because mean. it's rated r it's not an automatic success yes you know? yes you know where i think you i think james gunn cares enough about the characters and stuff whatnot that he's gonna make a good movie whether it's dc marvel yeah or, it, it or really whatever. is just down to the writing you know yeah. you know uh you know but ultimately you know not to get too 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 much off topic of the movie but like dc like even if these movies do or don't connect Mm-hmm. They, they're still as long as they're putting out good movies, they'll be fine. You don't need to go full on phase one, phase two, like Marvel did. Like it is what it is at this point. Marvel's done a hell of a job, and they've built up their universe the way they have. You don't have to follow that same exact mode model if you don't want to, because you can you can have all these fucking movies like they're doing the Batman, Flash, do do do. We're bringing back Michael Keaton. We're bringing back. Dude, oh, we got this version of Suicide Squad, that version of Suicide Squad. Fam, multiverse this shit to death. If you want some shit to connect, connect it. It don't matter. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I think that's the route that uh, that Marvel's about to go down. Is like, okay, we've done as much as we can with these characters. Time to bring in other characters. Time to, you know, get shit a little wacky. And you know what? People are excited for it. I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with this, the entirety of this universe being uh or i'm sorry the next phase being like all multiverse shit it's gonna right. feel really like black widow is really gonna stick out like a sore thumb once we get into like every movie from here on out is multiverse shit compared yeah. to yeah generic spy movie uh but <laughs> yeah. but you know it is what it is like as long as they're you know going down a different path to uh to do something you know weird and creative i'm i'm all for it man yeah, I mean, I'm, I am too, man. I'm just, just put out good movies. Like, mm-hmm. that's all Warner Brothers needs to focus on. If you're going to do the comic book shit, just put out good movies, give the directors creative freedom, and go from there. Because, I mean, clearly, you can bring back any character you want because every Peacemaker fucking died. <laughs> and then yeah. he's coming back in his own. Because when he died, I was like, bro, his show is going to be a prequel. I'm not excited about that. And then the end credits scene, like, oh, shit. Here we go. It yeah, made me you can do whatever it. with these characters. It, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I understand that. Like, you bring some characters back, it takes away the initial weight of them dying. But at the end of the day, it's it's fucking comic book shit, dude. Like, as long as you deliver a good movie or like have a, a good reason for them to come back, like another story to tell with that dead character, right? Fucking go for it, dude. I don't give Man. a shit. Like, Man. so what are your thoughts on? Uh, James Gunn coming back to do a, another Suicide Squad. Do you do you think that that's likely? Very. 
I I think it's very likely with the. I know a lot of people was trying to say this movie was a flop, but I don't. Oh yeah, because it went to HBO at the same time. Like, and you had the the emergence of the Delta variant coming back with COVID, so that mm-hmm. hampered some numbers and people going to the theater and whatnot. Right, right. I don't I don't prescribe to the fact that it was a flop. Oh fuck no, dude. Was was a very good movie. Uh, I think it's very likely he's coming back. I think, uh, I think with the third, well, I don't know how you look at it. I don't know if you would say second or third film, you know what I'm saying? But I think building off the Peacemaker series and especially if that's a hit, which I assume it would be with James Gunn and John Cena being back together and whatnot. And it's, that's going to set up some shit in the future, whether, and honestly, James Gunn ain't got to come back and do a Suicide Squad. If he wants to be like, nah, I want to fuck with uh, Green Lantern and I want to fuck with whoever, I'm game for whatever he wants to do. If, if mm-hmm. I'm WB, I'm here. What do you want? We uh, we didn't mention Viola Davis as uh, Amanda Waller. Fucking terrifying in this movie, dude. Genuinely oh, yeah. a really scary fucking woman who I would never want to piss off. Uh, no, hell no. It's crazy because, like, Viola Davis's performance is one of the only things that I liked about the 2016 Suicide Squad. But at the same time, it's like, okay, she's perfectly cast in that role, but I still feel like she's not doing what she needs to be doing. Because, like, wasn't the, the, the Suicide Squad mission to, like, escort her or some shit like that? Because, like, she was in an office or some shit. Like, but, like, in this, like, she's, she's a bad bitch, dude. Like, I would not fuck with Viola Davis in this movie. Uh, oh. No, no. Viola, Viola Davis is a shit though. As, oh yeah, as an actress, her uh, her getting her comeuppance at the end was extremely satisfying. And those the the characters who fucking knocked her out and took over the shit for like the last ten minutes of the movie. Those are going to be the uh, the characters that are going to be working with Cena and the Peacemaker series, right? Yeah, yeah. From my understanding, yeah. Now James Gunn also said um, just the other day. That I think it was just yesterday, the day before, actually, um, that one of the characters is not dead, who should have died in suicide, or who appeared to die in Suicide Squad. He said that if you look closely enough at the vital signs on all the characters, yep. um, TDK, the detachable kit, is not dead. Now, I thought this was either an editing mistake or that he was like slowly bleeding out, but no, it's confirmed by James Gunn that he's alive. So he'll probably be back for Peacemaker. Um, which will be great. But um do you uh do, do you think that if there is another suicide squad movie with James Gunn that Will Smith will come back as Deadshot? And uh outside of Will Smith like do you do you think that any other characters from the last suicide squad might make an appearance? We we also didn't talk about Captain Boomerang getting nah. fucked up in the first 5 minutes. He was That was one of the that was kind of my biggest complaints was that Captain <laughs> Boomerang didn't make it cuz but his his impact was felt within the first Oh yeah, dude. I d- yeah, I didn't give a shit about him in the last movie, but like I like him dying was like really fucked up. Like yeah. that was great. Uh but but to answer your question, I would love to see Will Smith back as Deadshot cuz to me you know, alongside Viola Davis, Will Smith and Margot Robbie was the standouts of the first one. Uh, and essentially, Will Smith wanted to be in this film. He's scheduling conflict. Uh, I'm assuming it was with the Verenus, uh, Verenus, Serena <laughs> and Venus Williams uh, movie where he plays their father in the film. Okay. Uh, I would love to see John Cena with and Idris Elba alongside Deadshot with, uh, and yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people are alluding to the point. That's why James Gunn killed Rick Flag off, which I did not expect. Uh, because now you have, you know, he don't have to be the leader of the Blood, Suicide Blood Squad Sport now. is pretty much the new official leader of the Suicide Squad yeah, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, yeah, me too. But I mean, you could have Deadshot come back. That could be a yeah. rift between Bloodsport and Deadshot. That was kind of the, the joke leader. that they played on in this movie was like Peacemaker, Peacemaker. and uh, Bloodsport being like so much alike. But like if if in another movie you bring in fucking Deadshot too, Bloodsport and Deadshot are even more alike, like down to the fucking color of their armor, dude, like and their and their the gadgets and shit that they use. Um, 
my uncle, that was his first reaction after seeing the movie. He's like, so what's the difference between Bloodsport, Deadshot, and Deathstroke? I'm like, well, Deathstroke has a sword. Deathstroke <laughs> fucking dope. <laughs> I, I think that would, that, yeah, I agree. That would, that would make for some pretty funny scenes. Like, you know, um, you know, even Harley Quinn <laughs> being a leader of the Suicide Squad, you could go that direction somewhat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, b- before we do get out of here, man, I want to give her breakout scene in the movie just fucking an A plus man just Harley Quinn at its finest with the flowers popping up and her envisioning it as oh, she that sees sick, it dude. That instead was so of blood sick. squatting everywhere they got flowers coming out and all this so you got sick. the birds flying around yeah uh but those the cinematography and and just color of of this film from start to finish was fucking great uh even outside of that Harley Quinn scene like yeah even down to fucking polka dot man puking up his uh oh his multi-dimensional virus uh that (laughs) that blew his face up um man there's just so much pretty shit to look at in this disgusting gory film it's great so yeah if if i'm i'm holding hope will smith returns for the next one uh i think it'd be dope if not you know i'm i'm cool with the cast we got now obviously you can add people you know to it you know, multiple people have been in Suicide Squad in the comics. So is Sebastian gonna be uh, able to hop on Bloodsport's shoulder now and then for the I, I, for the next? Shout out to years? Sebastian. Shout Man, out to Sebastian. That, why is that rat waving? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't want no fucking leaf. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, all in all, man. To me, all right. So if you on a scale of one to ten, what do you, what do you, what do you give this? What would you give this movie? I'm extremely critical when it comes to movies. So know, like even a really fucking good movie, I will that's I give like a you. nine or so. Uh, I, I'd say like eight and a half, damn near close to nine. Uh, we're on par. I think I'd give it a nine. Ten, I think I'd give ten it is like nine. masterpieces for me. And like, I wouldn't call this movie a masterpiece, but at the same time, it's like, I don't have anything to complain about. It fucking right. delivered on all fronts. Like it went above and beyond. Uh, I saw it in a in a, a packed theater, and the reaction that everybody had every like five minutes at just all the twists and turns, all the shocking moments, it it, it made me appreciate that much more just how how good this movie was, and just how satisfying it was to get something that was just truly aimed at making you fucking laugh and smile and cringe and just all these emotions at one and and really fucking pull on your heartstrings too like we were talking about earlier with uh with with shark and uh the dynamic between blood sport and rat catcher like that whole father-daughter relationship that they had going on and even down to to the last bit of character development with with blood sport finally giving that adorable rat, you know, a little pet that he deserves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie just really delivered on all fronts. I don't, I, I don't, I don't have any complaints about it, man. Aside from the the pacing I was talking about earlier, but it was necessary to, to further the characters. It was yeah. all so worth it. And there was more done in this two hour film than I feel like uh, a lot of people can do like in a whole fucking series for a, yeah, yeah. for, for yep. a superhero, you know, it's, it's yep. nuts. Like a single superhero can be you know expanded upon in the season of a show in in the same way that james gunn is able to fully flesh out like 20 something characters in a two oh my god it's it's insane did a brilliant job i don't Um, mean to dick ride james gunn so hard but i'm i'm going to like a fucking rodeo he killed it he did i mean fucking sometimes you got to stand bro and that's another thing there people like james gunn deserves his flowers he does for, for this film for the guardians films and i've never seen the other films so i mean bright burn fucking the other ones you was talking about too but uh i don't think he directed bright burn i think he just produced that one oh. but if you liked the gore and the dark twisted humor it, of of this movie yes slither i would watch slither if you think that you can stomach it because that movie really gets fucking gross but it's it's all practical effects for the most part aside from like some slugs and shit and uh, and watch Super if you can too. That one's it's it's a lot more low key, like low budget. No one has superpowers, but they're superheroes. But it's even more grounded in real life than like I would say Kick Ass was, which uh, yeah. came out around the same time. 
anybody who enjoyed this movie really needs to check out the rest of James Gunn's filmography because if you like the sick, twisted aspect of this, you're going to love the rest of his work. Yeah, and uh, I'm, last thing I got to say is uh, rest in peace, Milton. Gone but not forgotten. Who's Milton? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that was oh, fun. Oh, Milton. Milton. That was fucking brilliant. And then she called fucking uh, Bloodsport Milton. <laughs> he was like, we talked about it for like an hour and a half that your name is Milton. <laughs> man, not my name. Not my name. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, all, that's all I got to say, man. Brilliant movie. Uh, I hope I hope James Gunn decides to come back and either, in for any DC project, really. Uh, but oh, he's yeah. already got his hand on this, so I would assume it'd be it'd be this. Um, Craig, you you've seen this movie more off or more than I have. I think I've only seen it like two or three times, once in theaters and once on HBO. Um, but regardless, anything that we forgot to talk about, anything we forgot to mention, any any characters, it's all good shit from us. Like I say, safe to agree on that. Like. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, really no complaints. Uh, even fucking Pete Davidson getting his face blown off was was hysterical. Like every everything in this was just. It was always funny, like in the pre pre release, how they was doing interviews. He would always look like, "Why the fuck am I here? I'm only in this movie for five minutes. Like, <laughs> why do I got to go through all this shit?" I knew he'd be the first to go, but <laughs> in the first sense. five minutes, that was just such a such a shocking opening, dude. I I love it. I yep. love it. Bro. Oh. Last thing I want to say is, and we can talk about it. Blood sports, you touched on it a little bit. Blood sports suit looked fucking amazing. All the that, gadgets that he had. The gadgets and shit that he could pull out was fucking amazing. So oh, shout yeah. out another another reason. Shout out James. Shout Gunn. out, shout out Blood Sports. Awesome suit. We had no idea who Blood Sport was before this movie. Uh no. I kind of thought he was just an original character that James Gunn made up. But uh I don't think yeah. there were any characters in this that were I think TDK 100%. was, but I think he was I think there's a character called like Arm Fall Off Boy. I think he just kind of renamed him that, but it is what it is. So the, the man Great did movie. his homework and he expanded on it. Uh, Great movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you're gonna have to wait till it comes out on video because it's leaving HBO Max. Might and still be in theaters. Might still be Maybe. in theaters. Maybe. Uh, but it uh, go check it out. Watch it with a crowd. Don't, I mean, if you have the chance to see it on a big screen by yourself in an empty theater because no one else is in there, you know, fuck it, go for it. But if you have the chance to watch this with a group, do so because this is a crowd pleasing film from start yeah. to finish. Yeah. Yeah. That's my only regret not seeing it in theaters. Oh, you didn't see it in theaters, did you? No, just uh, timing didn't, didn't really work for me. Oh, man. So, I get it. You're a busy man, Craig. Yeah. So, but it's only regret. Great movie, though. Great fucking movie. <laughs> Loved it. I don't know, dude. I kind of like the first one better. <laughs> Shut your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, David Ayer. If you're, if you're listening. Nah. Yeah, sorry. but no, it, it, it ain't a knock on David Ayer. We, we, we know it's a knock on Warner Brothers. Yeah, we we know the knock on that. If, we, if we, they want to release the air cut, I'm all for it. I'm going to watch it. Even if I don't I'll, like it, I'll give it a shot just to support the director who got fucked over in the end, you know, because that's, exactly. that's fucked up. But, uh, Exactly. You know, what we got from James Gunn, I'm glad he didn't get fucked over. I'm glad he had full creative control. I'm excited for Guardians 3 and for the Guardians Christmas special. But uh, if he wants to come back and keep doing more Suicide Squads after Peacemaker, then fucking go for it, dude. This is uh, this showed that, you know, he, he can enter the superhero realm unhinged the way that he has with his other movies outside of Guardians and deliver something just as good as Guardians. Yep. 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 Agreed. I'm not going to say that Suicide Squad is better than Guardians or Guardians is better than Suicide Squad because they really are just totally different animals altogether. You know, I, I'm, I know a lot of come, people were wanting to wanting to compare them like which one's better, but like I, I can't, man, like because one is James Gunn uh, a little more restricted than the other being James Gunn yeah, I'm completely unrestricted. You I'm know? I know when it come out, I was a proponent. It's like I'm I, this is going to be better than Guardians, but you really can't compare uh, no. A, you got you're in the cosmic realm with guardians, mm-hmm. and B, you got some, some you know just regular dudes down here on Earth with some with some weapons. And uh, like you said, he's got he wasn't restricted, and this one got the R rating. Do whatever the hell he wants, and he did whatever the hell he wanted to. Fuck yeah, he did. And you know, being under that Disney that Disney label hampers some some of that shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Oh, yeah. 
You'll find out with Deadpool. I'm I'm willing to put money on that that they're gonna find somehow gonna some, down somehow some way they'll bet they water it down, oh. and that would just ruin that would just ruin the character. I I don't know about Disney Plus in America, but when I was in England and we got on their Disney Plus, they already have their R-rated section all set up. Like it's right there in the interface with everything else. Like is, oh, is it really? like that over here yet? Because I, I know they so. said that they're going to put like an R-rated section for like Deadpool and all that other shit, but like it's already on over there. I don't think it's on over here. Okay. I, I hope that they bring that on over here and uh, realize that people can restrict their children from watching Deadpool if they need to. Uh, that shouldn't sour it for the rest of us and, right. and lead to Deadpool getting watered down. Because I, I hope, I hope not. I hope not. Because, I mean, yeah, they, they got that shit down to a T right now with Ryan Reynolds and whatnot. So, <sighs> Good movie, Craig. Good movie. I'm going to be sad to see it go off HBO. Um, but, uh, you know, have fun yep. with it while it lasts. Uh, <laughs> I will be there to pick it up the day it gets released on Blu-ray. I First feel day. like it's only going to be like maybe another month, month and a half. It's movies are usually in theaters for about three to four months before they release. So hopefully it'll be out, you know, early in the fall. Yeah, I think it'll be out probably October in, or end of October somewhere. October, yeah. Yep, somewhere in there. So, but yeah, man, be a good, uh, good, good uh, Halloween movie to watch. Polka Dot Man's fucking moms <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I might nice be Polka scary. Dot Man for Halloween. Will you? No. You should, man. I ain't going nowhere. You look awesome in that suit, bro. You should do it. <laughs> you got the goggles. <laughs> we should all just be a character of Suicide Squad. All right. Get the and group. I'll, I'll walk up and be like, so what are we supposed to be? Some kind of Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Let's uh, let's get up out of here and uh, look forward to finally getting back on track with, with these uh, with these movie reviews and stuff like that. Yeah, we, so. uh, we, 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 got, we got something coming up. Uh, we don't want to say anything, but we got we got something planned. We're going to be talking about movies a little more frequently. Yep. Yes, sir. Any final yep. words, Craig? Uh, yeah, man. Check check me and my guy Hub Show out on the Chronicles or uh, Hoodie Craig and Hub Show show on Fridays at nine PM when we drop. Uh, you get all kinds of foolishness there: movies, music, games. We get our nerd bag every now and then, so uh, we just Y'all- talk about. Y'all gonna talk about Donda this weekend? Yep, we're gonna talk about Donda. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have another DC rant, man. I'm gonna, go, I'm just gonna go off on DC, man. No, not go off because I'm super excited about everything. But you better not say any swear words when you talk about Donda. <laughs> Can't say no swear words. It's a words. Christian album. It is. So I just have to beat it out. We'll just have to edit it. <laughs> but it's all good. But yeah, man, check us out. Five Hundred Two Podcast Network. Hoodie Craig and Huff Show Show. Y'all know what it is. That's all I got. All right. And uh, that's a wrap, bro. No one likes a show off. That's what you're showing off. It's dope as fuck. <laughs> He's right. <laughs>